is Get the Balance Right, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are totally stressed out over money and managing their busy lives. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, profit advisor and money coach. I help my clients run more profitable businesses. I take the mystery and confusion out of their numbers so they can reach their financial goals. Join us for a holistic approach that supports a healthy lifestyle while obtaining financial freedom. Stop freaking out. It's time to get the balance right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get the Balance Right podcast. Today is another solo episode. Yes, I'm doing it. I decided to take the topic of last week's show a step further. Last episode, number 57, was with financial expert Michelle Arpin-Bagina. On that show, we focused on our money story and how our unique experiences impact all of our financial decisions. By rewriting our money story, we can push through the toxicity that is holding us back. In this episode, I will be discussing how these toxic beliefs hijack your money personalities and how we can reframe our money mindset to manifest abundance. And through this transformation, we will catapult our profits and move further down the path towards achieving financial freedom. Sounds good, right? Last week, I shared how my love for accounting started on my bed As a kid, where I counted all the contents of my piggy bank over and over, stacking the coins and dollars. I also mentioned that I was robbed as a child and how that experience made me more protective of my money. These stories, combined with my experience of growing up with parents who lived through the Depression, are all part of my money memory imprint that's contained within my gray matter. If I let these impressions go on unchecked, then I will be doomed to a miserly Scrooge-like existence where I feel the need to hoard my money. Scarcity is a barrier for me, but I'm ready to reframe my mindset and not let money control me. And I want this for you too. When it comes to money, what is your biggest barrier? For some of you, this barrier may be very apparent. However, for others, These self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors may run so deep that you have no idea the magnitude of the wall it has created. For most of you, I would imagine that you are a blend of these two. Wherever you're at, that's okay. Together, we're going to identify and tackle this. Let's roll up our sleeves, okay? Now, why is this so important? I'll tell you. As business owners, we need to take charge of our finances if we want to be profitable. And isn't that the point? I know as entrepreneurs, we want to help others and we're passionate about what we do, or at least I hope that you are. And we have good hearts. We want to build a business based on purpose. But as part of that purpose, we must include being profitable so that we can actually make a greater impact. I get it. This money stuff can be confusing, overwhelming, stressful. Perhaps you feel guilty or shame whenever the topic of money is brought up. You are not alone. I'm going to be really raw with you and share something very intimate. When I was in my 20s, I was lured in by credit cards. 
First, it started with a department store card, and then another, and then another. Nordstrom, Saks Fifth Avenue, Lord & Taylor. I could not afford to shop at these stores, but these credit cards were the illusion I needed to shop till I dropped. I was wearing designer clothes, but I was living on top ramen because Lord & Taylor didn't sell groceries. I did occasionally treat. I'm using air quotes, the word treat. I used to treat myself to gourmet lunches at Saks Fifth Avenue. Meanwhile, I was barely able to make the monthly minimum payments. Then the opportunity came. Visa offered me a card. Then the other offers came in for MasterCard and Discover. The pit I was standing in soon became a sinkhole. My credit was ruined. I could not get a lease and I had trouble opening a new bank account. That's what happens when you have bad credit. It took me over a decade to rectify the mess I had created. I have battled with the emotional roller coaster of debt. I had all of those horrible phone calls from debt collectors every single day, call after call, because I allowed myself to fall victim to the almighty dollar. It is a culmination of my experiences that have fueled my passion to help others with their finances. As a CPA and profitability coach, I've had many new clients come to me in a seriously bad emotional state over their finances. The reasons ranged from extortion through domestic violence to keeping up with the Joneses. Helping people with their finances is an intimate relationship and I treat it as such. Through working with these folks, I have witnessed a variety of behaviors around money, but in the simplest terms, I can break them down into four basic mindsets. All right, ready? One, the scarcity mindset. This mindset is driven by the thought that there is never enough money. A scarcity mindset focuses on self-doubt, insecurities, and fear. This mindset imposes limitations and holds people back from pushing themselves into uncharted waters. As an entrepreneur, possessing this mindset will hold you back from financial success due to self-sabotaging thoughts and behavior. I am well aware of this one because I live with a scarcity mindset that I am ready to change. Two, the mindset that money is evil. This mindset believes that the money is the root of all problems. It is inherently evil. Those with this mindset hold negative thoughts around money, such as fear of being greedy, or they avoid money due to fear, anxiety, or plain disgust. Those with this mindset may struggle financially and can live an uncomfortable life. Obviously, this mindset as an entrepreneur will only lead to failure, as the core goal of having a business is to make a profit. Number three, not worthy. Those who have this mindset believe that they are not worthy of money and don't deserve having it. They feel guilty when they have money. As a result, they tend to give it away, which seems admirable, but they give away more than they can really afford. And they have a tendency to overspend just to get rid of it. These feelings they have tend to be deep-seated from childhood or other past experiences. As an entrepreneur, this can be financially detrimental and may cause the business owner to function at a net loss and never pay themselves of living wage. Number four, money should be spent. This mindset believes that money should not be held onto. 
Instead, it's a live for the day mentality. Now, there is nothing wrong with carpe diem, but this mindset can lead to extravagant shopping, expensive meals, debt, no savings or retirement, and if emergency happens, they have no backup plan. But they do have a house full of junk, which they'll need to sell off when they get into the scary situation of being evicted or having a foreclosure on their home. As an entrepreneur, they may work their ass off, but they never seem to have anything to show for it. These four overarching mindsets do not function exclusively. In fact, your mindset might be a blend of a few of these, with one probably dominating more over the other. Regardless of where you are on the spectrum of these four, all of these mindsets are problematic to your success as an entrepreneur. So what mindset do we want? Let's add one more. Number five, the abundant mindset. Those who possess this mindset don't allow money to control them. Instead, they use money as a tool. They embrace change. They're generous. They think big and take risks. Doesn't that sound like an entrepreneur, a leader? They believe in collaboration and strive to grow. Those who practice abundancy feel there is enough to go around for everyone. When an entrepreneur possesses an abundant mindset, they in turn strip money of its power over them. Instead, they are able to open their hearts and minds to bring in more possibilities. They practice gratitude and freely help others. Sounds groovy, right? So what's stopping us all from going full tilt abundant? It could be our comfort, habit, and false security that we have from our money personalities. Our money mindset, which is based on past experiences, blends with our own characteristics, creating our money personalities. Each of these are pretty self-explanatory, so I'm not going to go into them too deep, but here they are. One, hoarder. Two, spender. Three, status seeker. Four, avoider. Five, risk taker. Six, investor. Hoarder, spender, status seeker, avoider, risk taker, investor. Which are you? Now, you may be a blend, an amalgamation of a few of these, but probably you lean more towards one personality over another. I've mentioned on the show that I grew up with parents who lived through the Depression. I have four siblings who also grew up with these same parents. Therefore, some of our money stories are similar. However, they manifested differently in our money personalities. For instance, my eldest brother loved to gamble. He was definitely a risk taker, but also he enjoyed going to fancy restaurants, tipping the staff and feeling like a big shot. Therefore, I would also categorize him as a status seeker. On the flip side, I have another brother who is about a year apart from the other one who has absolutely no interest in money. I would categorize him as an avoider because it's too overwhelming and stressful to even think about the subject of money. My other brother has been carefully investing his money for the last several decades in real estate and is now reaping the benefits of his effort. I would categorize him as the investor. Now, my sister, I would classify her as a spender. She is extremely giving and has a giant heart, but is kind of guilty of rarely looking at the prices. Case in point, 
She spent $16 on a small bag of organic cherries the other day. I must admit they were delicious. But if it wasn't for her, I would have never indulged in those cherries because I am a hoarder. But not the type with all the junk on the floor and cats crawling around everywhere. Oh, wait, that does sound a little like me. Okay, scratch that, scratch that. I am a hoarder, but not the type with piles of books and drawers of plastic containers with or without matching lids. Oh, wait, uh, okay, okay. Okay, okay, what, what I'm trying to get at is, well, you get the idea. I hold on to stuff, including my money. Oh, and that bottle of Advil that I had squirreled away that expired in 2013, which my husband recently discovered and made me throw away, along with the complimentary bar of soap he found I had from the Marriott I stayed at in 2005. It's soap. It doesn't go bad. I was planning on using it when I went camping. If I ever went camping. Okay, so we have these money personalities. How do we dismantle them and replace them with something else? We need to reframe our beliefs, attitudes, and actions. We can do this through my RAIN Money Framework. RAIN is an acronym. Are you ready to RAIN some money? All right. R stands for Recognizing Your Money Mindset. A is Accountability Partners. I is for Implementing a Plan. And N stands for Never Doubt Your Ability to Achieve Financial Freedom. All right, you ready to rain some money? Yeah, woo! All right. First, we need to get in touch and recognize our mindset. That's the R, recognize. This can be done by journaling, self-reflecting, money coaching, masterminds, therapy, etc. There are various ways to tap into our subconscious and our conscious behaviors. I have a free downloadable workbook that can help you with this. It's called Shift Your Mindset to Achieve More Financial Abundance in Your Business. To download this free workbook, go to getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash mindset. That's getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash mindset. And there's a link in the show notes. All right. Next, if we want to rain money, you need someone to hold you accountable. A, accountable. Find a mindset buddy or a community or a coach. Through my financial coaching, whether one-on-one or groups, I help my clients be more accountable. If you're interested in learning more about how I can help you, please set up a discovery call with me by following the links in the show notes. But if financial coaching is not for you in this time in your life, find a buddy to hold you accountable. The next one is implementing a plan. I. This means mapping out your goals and strategically figuring out how you will achieve these goals. These goals may include revenue, increasing clients, new services, tweaking your pricing, doing more marketing, putting money in savings, putting money into retirement, paying off debt, buying a house, or a combination of all of these. Implementation of these plans may include budgets, tax planning, purchasing insurance, developing retirement milestones. The list goes on and on. Creating a solid framework is key to achieving financial liberty. And as such, it's a core part of my coaching programs. I've just sent a plug. Okay. Selfish, selfish, selfish plug, selfless plug, selfish plug. All right. We're going to rain down on money with N. Never doubt your ability to achieve financial freedom. Yes. Having a limiting mindset will hold us back. 
So we don't want to fall victim to this mental prison. All right, I'm going to go a little woo-woo, but depending on your level of woo-woo, you may or may not believe in the law of attraction. According to Wikipedia, the law of attraction is a pseudoscience based on the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive and negative experiences. Call me woo-woo, but I think this stuff has merit. A person who completely embodies the law of attraction was our guest from episode 39, Sandy Forster from Wildly Wealthy. She coaches on this stuff. In that episode, we discussed manifesting millions by transforming your mindset. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't heard it. 39, I've got links in the show notes. She was able to do this and went from poverty to having kangaroos roaming in her backyard. I kid you not. She made millions. She can live like that with kangaroos in her backyard. So the belief is that through the law of attraction, if we change our vibrational frequency to believe we will be financially abundant, then we will achieve it. As Sandy described in that episode, it goes beyond visualization and needs action for it to take fruition. Whether you dabble in woo or not, there is science behind this stuff. Have you ever heard of the reticular activating system? Now, I'm not a scientist, but my understanding is it spans an extensive portion of the brainstem and facilitates three sleep and arousal states, walking, asleep, and dreaming. The reticular activating system, called RAS, can help you see what you would like to see and can influence actions. You are what you believe yourself to be. Therefore, if you think that you're not worthy, then things in your life will affirm this to be true. But if we reprogram our brain to visualize success, then success will follow. This is the basic crux of the law of attraction. If you spend much time on Clubhouse, then I'm sure you've stumbled across rooms discussing this topic. It's a hot one right now. I would love to hear what you think about this topic of manifestation please DM me. We have an episode coming up with guest Dr. Amanda, where she discusses money, mental blocks, and the power of manifestation. So more on that topic coming. I want you to imagine a world where you never feel stressed out over money. You're able to live in the moment and to be future focused with pure positivity. Thinking about this now, what mindset issues are holding you back from maximizing your full potential. Get in touch with these. Write them on a piece of paper and burn them. If you're in an area with fires, then scratch that last part, crinkle up the piece of paper and stomp on it. This will help you let go of all the negativity. We are now replacing it with a positive mindset. Are you ready? We're gonna do this together. Things are going to be different because... You and I are going to look for opportunities instead of seeing roadblocks. We're going to recognize that every financial situation is fixable. We are going to see the value of asking for help instead of struggling silently. And we're going to accept that even small steps add up to progress, even if it's slow. Please don't make the mistake I made and live over a half century confined by your limiting mindset. To jumpstart this process, here are some mantras to put up on your wall. Start each day with these affirmations. You ready? One, I give myself permission to prosper and grow. Two, my mind is a powerful magnet for wealth and abundance. 
Three, I trust that more money is coming to me. Four, I have the power to create the success and wealth I desire. Five, I deserve to be paid for my skills, time, experience, and knowledge. And six, I am creating an abundant future with my thoughts today. That information is in the show notes. If you want to add more affirmations or tweak these, whatever you do, say these words each day loud and proud and truly embody the meanings behind these words. I give myself permission to prosper and grow. My mind is a powerful magnet for wealth and abundance. I trust that more money is coming to me. I have the power to create the success and wealth I desire. I deserve to be paid for my skills, time, experience, and knowledge. And I am creating an abundant future with my thoughts today. All right, my friends, I know that you are awesome. Go out there, believe in yourself, get some help, kick ass, and stay positive. And above all, embrace an abundant mindset. Would it be too much to ask for a mic drop? All right, mic drop here. Can I have a mic drop here?